This week's guest is Denise Hamilton, who is a recognized thought leader on the subject of diversity and inclusion. She is, of course, a speaker, a trainer, which is one of the reasons why I've guests like Denise on the show. And she's been published in a range of media, including Forbes, Fox, Huffington Post, etc. She's served on multiple boards. But what's really interesting for me and for you is how she has gone from working for businesses to running her own business and someone who's an expert on a subject such that she's asked to speak on the subject and delivers training coaching on that subject too. This is the Training Business Podcast. And welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, welcome to the Training Business Podcast. This is the weekly show for self employed consultants, trainers, coaches, experts, people who make money from their expertise. The focus of this show is on the business of you making money from your programs, your workshops, maybe your courses, books you've written or are thinking of writing, and of course, keynotes, public speaking, etc. This is the business show for people in the world of training and development effectively. Maybe you have your own expert business. Maybe you're thinking of leaving a job to start one. Either way, this is the show for you. I've been on this journey. I'm a self-employed trainer. I am a coach. I'm a published author on the subject of sales coaching. It doesn't really matter, though, because maybe you're here because you're in resilience training or coaching or focusing on leadership or sales or IT or something like that. I've been employed and self-employed on both sides of the fence. So every Thursday, there is an episode of this show to help you wherever you are on this journey. And I'd love you to click on the follow button or the subscribe button on your laptop or on your mobile phone or cell phone right now, because that helps you to be notified of great episodes which help your business. It costs absolutely nothing and takes only a couple of seconds and is very important because it validates to me and the team that we're producing the content that helps you. Today's guest, as I said before the music, is Denise Hamilton. You're going to love this one. This is one of my favorite episodes of the year so far. Denise, hi, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much for having me. You were speaking to me today from uh, Texas, right? Houston, Texas? Houston, Texas, hot and happy. Hot and happy. So let's begin w- with um, you and your brand. Um, you effectively run um, a business, and the p- kinds of people I have on the show are people who are uh, leading the way. You work, um, I, I guess... In training and development, you offer coaching and you offer training. And uh, part of what you do is uh, running your brand, watch her work. Tell me about your history, first of all. What got you into training and development? Well, I had been a um, corporate executive for over 20, almost 25 years. I've I've been around a long time. And I had seen, um, quite frankly, a lot of um, training and development efforts. But I saw, you know, we always look for a a place that we can fill a unique gap. Um, And I thought that um, what I found was that there are definitely conversations that weren't happening, um, specifically around how women advance in the workplace and how minorities advance in the workplace. 
and what those skills actually are. There were a lot of people who were really good at naming what the problem is. Like we would have lots of <laughs> presentations with lots of statistics about, oh, 2% and 4% and, you know, and there was, and, and there was um, a lot of like validation of that type, that approach. And I was like, who, I don't care what the percentage is. I, I want to get there. How do I get there? And I had been the only or the first woman or African-American in every job I've ever had in my entire life. And so people started asking me, you know, how did you do it? What are the secret codes? Like, is there a secret handshake? Is there a book they pass out? And um, I just really saw this need of like, we need a way to bridge this um, skill gap. Right. And, and I also thought like, um, you know, you, you shouldn't have to have powerful friends to have powerful information. And that's really what the, the kind of executive le- like trajectory was based on having a mentor, having someone that would mm-hmm. advise you and explain all the, the routes to get here or there. And um, I just thought that we needed a, we need to democratize it. We need to make sure that, that everybody could have access to this advice. So I really got like a group of my amazing friends together and we started filming. Um, women who were, you know, the, the CEO of a company or the, the general counsel or the CFO or, um, who ran a successful business and just asking them the questions. Cause we all have the same questions and just capturing them digitally mm-hmm. so that everyone could benefit from it. You know, how do I tell my boss I'm pregnant? How do I, um, ask for a raise? Um, you know, how do I structure my remote work? Right. All of these questions, we all have the same questions. So it occurred to me that if we could put them all in one place, that would really be a benefit to women. Okay. So watch your work. Um, you offer training. I'm looking at your website right now. You've got services, consulting, coaching, keynote presentations, inclusion, inclusion strategies, group coaching, media coaching uh, for individuals and corporations. How did you find your first customers? They found me. Okay. They found me. Um, I think that um, being um, really available, participating in uh, community activities, speaking at events, um, you know, when people say, Hey, she's got something different to offer. Um, they started approaching me of like, Hey, can you come and talk to our leaders? Hey, can you come and present to our organization? I mean, that is, I think one of the things that, um, when you're starting a business and you're trying to build, um, you know, a a new life for yourself, you've got to bring some proof, right? What's the proof case, the proof text that you can do this work, that you have um, some special sauce that the world needs. And I think you've got to present that in any way that's available to you, whether that be in person at live events or um, digitally. Um, You know, you have to kind of package yourself. And I think sometimes um, I, I talk to a lot of consultants and trainers and professional speakers, and they are loath to package themselves. They don't want to limit themselves, right? They don't want to niche too far down. But if you don't, you know, tell people who you are, they can't find you. So I think um, really being clear, and that means being willing to release some clients that aren't for you. When you try to get everybody, it seems like you get nobody. When you Mm. niche down, you get a smaller sector of the market, but they're yours and they're yours forever if you do a good job. So I think this idea of presenting yourself unapologetically in the marketplace as what you have to offer is um, particularly uh, a a powerful strategy. So 
you're quite focused on your niche. Um, was there much competition at the time you decided to, as you said, package yourself and, and focus on that niche or niche? Um, there's always competition, but, um, you know, the way I think about competition, um, like I love Chinese food. It's one of my favorite foods. And I don't think for one second that if a Chinese restaurant opened two blocks from my house, that it would be worried about competition because everyone loves Chinese food. It doesn't matter that there's one five blocks from my house. Like no one cares. Um, I think the, one of the things that um, is the biggest challenge of entrepreneurship is that you can be really consumed with watching everyone around you Mm -hmm. when your energy is far better spent in your mastery and in your presentation of yourself, right? What's your differentiating um, factors? Um, What is the transformation that you offer? I think people are very, um, they present themselves as I've done this and I'm wonderful and I'm smart and I'm this and I'm that, but they don't sell the transformation, the actual transformation that they provide. And so if you focus your energy on yourself, you know, it's good to know what the competitors are doing, but it's not going to (laughs) matter. It's not going to matter nearly as much as I think we think it does. So um, you have clients, irrespective of what the competition has gotten or or gained, uh, you've managed to attract clients looking at your LinkedIn profile. Um, Some pretty big names, actually, including Shell, Heinz, ExxonMobil, Apple, the UN, and so on. Uh, What was that like, getting those big names? And what has the impact been on your training, coaching business of having those brand names attached to your profile? Well, um, they're really great for street cred. Right. We love we love the credibility that is imparted from a large established brand selecting you. Um, But I will give a, a caveat. I think those big brands are great. Right. And I'm always, if anyone's listening, I'm always great, glad, grateful to, to have them in my roster of clients. But I think sometimes, um, as smaller entities, we will chase those big brands and they will have 120 day pay cycles or they'll try to negotiate you down to $3.87 or they will, they know the power of their big brand. So I always encourage consultants and trainers and professional speakers, like, don't be afraid to um, pursue the, you know, the um, anesthesiologists of Anchorage, Alaska, like (laughs) know where the money is. Whoever's going to pay you, those are your customers, right? And um, I think that, that um, like, you know, this is true for media as well. You know, uh, I'm a, a contributor. I've been a contributor on Morning Joe, Harvard Business Review, MIT Slow Management, all wonderful, but you can be doing media all day long and not not having clients. So I think there's like building your reputation, building your credibility, building the story, and that's really important. But never underestimate the power of the middle market to make you a millionaire, right? Like you don't need I love this- that be a 50,000 plus employee company. You can be a 500 plus um, company and they can like, they can buy your boat, (laughs) right? Because if you're providing transformation and also in those smaller companies, your impact is more 
is more evident, right? It's very, very hard yeah. to make a profound impact on a mega, mega, mega company, but it's so much easier to kind of say, Hey, Denise came in and when she came in, we were here. And now, wow, a year later, we're here and we can see that demonstrable um, change. So the the big boys are incredible and I love having them in my roster. And I love every time I get that call, but I really invest a lot of time in building solid relationships in the middle market and, um, and really kind of building that referral mechanism among that size company, because that is just a solid business that will take you into the next decade. Couldn't agree more. And, and I've been guilty of this too. I think most of us have as consultants, trainers, coaches. We want to have that big uh, blue chip company somewhere where people can see, oh my goodness, she or he works with them. Therefore, they must be credible. But you're right. We can we can break our hearts trying to chase these companies down and, and waste lots of um, time trying to attract the companies that necessarily or don't necessarily treat us so well, which is not to say that working for blue chips um, is always like that. But very often, you're right, they have long payment cycles. And uh, they're hard to negotiate with because they're used to negotiating hard. You mentioned relationship building. So that takes us nicely into your tips today. Uh, the first one is to budget more time for relationship building than you think you need. Again, I'm smiling to myself. That is so true. Let's, let's dig into that in more detail. Yeah, um, it doesn't matter how great you are. It matters if the market knows how great you are, right? And you've got to position yourself in such a way that you've got relationships um, across your buying community and one to two degrees away from your buying community, right? So if you um, are selling to the HR lead, right? That, that's your tar your target in a company. Well, um, you know, I've presented one of the most lucrative places I ever presented that I got the most leads out of was a conference for executive assistance. Oh. And right. And who would have thought, who would have thought I really did not expect it, but because they are in a position to say, Oh my gosh, I heard this great speaker. Let me send you her link for consideration. And they have the ear of decision makers. And I didn't even think about that when I agreed to speak at their conference. And so I think it's really important to kind of have that, that yes, that target relationship, but also Who's to the left and to the right of that target person in an organization? Mm -hmm. Where are they? Right. And that's and that's why I say it takes a little bit more time than you think it takes, because you've got to build a relationship. Like, let's say I want to sell into XYZ Inc. And I go on LinkedIn and I start, you know, connecting to people. I've got to start commenting on their posts. I've got to start interacting with them. Like that takes time, right? Nobody's going to just see your beautiful post on LinkedIn and say, oh my gosh, I have to hire him or I have to hire her. Wouldn't it's that not, be nice? <laughs> it'd be lovely if it worked like that. But people yeah. do business with people they know. And luckily, we're, this is this is beautiful because because of social media, because of our access and our profiles, we have the ability for them to really know us because we have put out content that they can connect to and they can anchor to and feel more confident around. Every single time a um, corporate employee brings in a small provider like you or I, they are betting their reputation. They are taking a risk on you. So your job is to decrease the risk. 
And how you do that is by building that relationship, tending that garden. And that means in this remote environment, you've got to tend the old garden, the people you've already met that you haven't seen in three years because that conference hasn't been live or you haven't talked to in a couple of years because you usually would bump into them at the monthly chamber meeting. Now you don't see them at all. You've got to figure out a mechanism to tend that garden of um, older relationships. You've also got to continue to build some new relationships and think of, of clever ways to do that. Some of us are still not comfortable doing live events. So that means I get it, but that means you got to figure out a real strategy of how you're going to connect to people. Some people are doing podcasts for the explicit reason that they want to set up ways to talk to people that they wouldn't otherwise have access to talk to. Genius. (laughs) I think it's a genius idea. Whatever is going to work. But the point is, whatever amount of time you have in your head, I double it. Because that is really the name of the game. The people who can continue to develop, maintain, build really successful, strong relationships are the people that will win the next five years of business. Brilliant. I love that. It's it's so true. Thinking of people who are perhaps beneath the radar, to the left of the radar, the people who have the ear of people who hire people like us, uh, going after the same people everyone's going after may not be as productive as um, developing relationships with people who've got that. Um, advisory capacity. Um, and that's very true actually in sales, isn't it? Um, it's thinking of the influencers, not, not just necessarily decision makers. Uh, your second tip today is to upgrade your online presence. Again, I'm smiling to myself. Um, be clear about the transformation you offer. What does that mean? Upgrade your online presence, not just develop one, but actually upgrade it. I think clarity is your friend. Are you crystal clear? If you got a thousand people or even 500 people that know you together, would they all say you do the same thing? Can they articulate what you do? Could they come, even your own family, some of my family members couldn't really articulate exactly what I do, right? When you have a a non-traditional role, like like many of us on this call will have, um, you have to be in charge of your story. You can't, people will fill in the blanks of your story if you don't fill the blanks in. So they, it's like the telephone game. You know, the more people translate kind of what you do, by the time it gets to the end of the line, uh, you know, Denise does something vaguely about, you know, pizza. I don't know. Like it just, it just morphs into something else. So online, you have to be really clear about who you are, what you do. And that doesn't mean that everything you post is a commercial, but it means like the area of expertise that I'm in is X. I am the expert in rollerblading. You're going to see me rollerblading. I'm going to talk about different rollerblades that come out. Hey, this news story just came out about rollerblades. I'm going to comment on it. Hey, like you have to make sure that you have created such a clear picture that there is no question about what you do. Hey, if you don't want to hire me, that's not a problem, but it shouldn't be because you're not clear of what my services are or what my offerings are. And so I even send out um, a uh, annual, an annual email to my entire, I, w- I was going to say Rolodex because I'm old, but to my entire email list um, of like, hey, everyone, this is what I'm up to. 
These are my latest offerings. This is what I've got going on. If you want to help me, please follow me here. Please share this content. Here's the three biggest articles I had last year. Here's the, so that I am in, in fact, educating my community, right? Because they can't help me if they can't even articulate what I'm doing (laughs) and what I'm up to. So your brand on um, social, I want you to be really clear and go back and take a look at it and make sure it's not mixed and confused. Fill in all those bios and be clear about the transformation you offer. Are you just a leadership trainer? Well, okay. If I Google leadership trainer, I think I might get a million pages of results, right? On Google. So what kind of leadership? Who who are you targeting? What area do you focus on? What's your specialty? What's your claim to fame? What's the proof, the validation of who you are? All of these things are going to factor in to the story being told. Again, if they don't pick you because they don't want your particular brand of magic, that's one thing. But if they don't pick you because they couldn't figure you out, that is a tragedy. It's your fault. Uh, that makes so much sense. And, and I think that's when many people struggle because we come into the training business or, or the sphere of coaching and we find it difficult to say no to things. Do you do this? Of course I do. Do you do this? Of course I do. So we end up spreading our, ourselves too thin and we, we, we're trying to be all things to all people. We do a bit of leadership, a bit of resilience, a bit of uh, something else. So being clear about who you are. And I think the test for me is if I, um, and you alluded to this, if I ask five people who know me, what do I stand for? What do I offer the marketplace as a consultant, as a trainer? Do they all say the same thing? Um, the last one I want to hear about, um, just conscious of your time then, is, is really interesting because it's uh, build a team of evangelists that amplify you. Build a team of evangelists that amplify you. What does that mean? You cannot do this alone. Nobody can do this alone. <laughs> like the, the, the myth of entrepreneurship is that one person can do all things to all people, right? This little tiny company, you can do the same as this big company with 10,000 employees. You can't. You need a tribe. You need a crew. You need a posse. I always joke, even even Jesus rolled with a posse, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I think that this idea of building a real group of evangelists, people that will say, my goodness, have you heard Linda? She is amazing. You know, she, and, and recruit that, right? I talked about the fact that I send this email out once a year, letting everybody know what's up. I stay in touch with um, past clients. I ask them for testimonials. I ask them for referrals. Who can better refer you than somebody that you've worked for, worked with? And I think that it's amazing how many times we um, we don't do those small, consistent habits mm-hmm. of asking for help, right? And and I I say it that way, asking for help, understanding that you know I, I call it the the Michael Jordan principle. Um, the best basketball player in the world wants to play baseball, right? We need to hone and value and appreciate our gifts. And the reality is the only way to do that is to access the gifts of other people in the places that we are weak or in the places that we need help. And sometimes we 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 just sit in our houses, quite frankly, and 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 panic and worry and, and have all this concern about what's going to happen next and where's my next thing going to come from. And the truth is you have this rich, incredible, deep network that you've been building. 
ask them, ask them to spread the word, ask them to share your LinkedIn post, you know, in their network. You know, it's, I, that's something I've just recently started doing. If I post something, I send it to a hundred friends. I say, Hey, can you post this right now? And if they all post it at the same time, it's, it's amplified to, you know, a hundred thousand people instead of, you know, the small number that it's going to be if I just post it myself. That same effect, that's true of everything, right? You have built a network in your life over time, and you've got to tap into that network to help you go to the next level. Um, the fantastic African pop proverb, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So I have other industry peers that um, we don't do exactly the same thing. So for example, uh, in a professional speaker circuit, I may speak at a conference. They're not going to have me back next year at the same conference. So when I leave, I say, hey, have you met um, Tim? He's a great speaker. He might be somebody you want to consider for next year. Now imagine if you get a group of 10 or 12 speakers and they're all doing that for each other. Everyone eats, right? So you've got to find ways to build champions, evangelists, superheroes that will put on a cape for you and tell your story when you're not in the room. I love that. <laughs> a group of people who put the cape on for you. Yeah. And that makes so much sense. Almost building a collective of people who are um, in your area as trainers, coaches, but not quite in your niche yeah. or people who are willing to recommend you because you've recommended them. That's the principle of reciprocity. Um, so in summary today, Denise, uh, budget more time for relationship building than you think you need. Upgrade your online presence so people, not just you, but people who talk about you are clear about the transformation that you offer and build a team of evangelists that amplify you. Wrapping up here, where can people find out more about you, Denise? I am at watchherwork.com. And also you can check me out at denisehamilton.co if you want to bring me in to speak to your organization. Denise, thank you so much for being my guest today on the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Thanks to Denise for being my guest today. And thanks to you for listening today. This show would not be anything without your listenership and your loyalty. If you have a question or a suggestion, please email me via mark at trainingbusiness.com. I read emails personally and reply individually. And Sam, Joe, James, and Turul, the people who work with me on this brand, trainingbusiness.com, really appreciate your loyalty and your time today. So please tell other people about the show. Please click on the follow button or the subscribe button to be notified of episodes as they come out. It costs absolutely nothing, takes a couple of seconds, and is much, much appreciated. There is a fresh episode of the Training Business Podcast next Thursday, and you'll find more about that on your podcast platform of choice or simply by visiting www.trainingbusiness.com. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.